Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. world of Sweet Valley High, book by book, and I'm Anna Carey. I'm Carey Moynihan. And it has been, like, forever. <laughs> eight months. Oh, God. And part of it was my fault, but a lot of it was due to the, you know, the whole corona pandemic situation. I mean, <laughs> fault, fault is, a, is a harsh word to describe having a kidney transplant. I, I was being super selfish, and I was like, I want another kidney, okay? <laughs> Stop everything. Two kidneys isn't enough oh, no. for Miss Fancy Pants. I've got three kidneys, and I am ready to go. <laughs> Well, now the carrot is hoarding all the kidneys. Mm. Um, <laughs> just when she was uh, recovering, the world shut down. Yeah. So, you know, that put a halt to our collective gallop. Pretty much. And obviously we couldn't get into the Headstrip studios. And also we didn't know what the hell was happening because the world was on fire. <laughs> so it's been a while. It has. But we've, we're still alive. We're all here. It's all fine. <laughs> just about. And we... We know that what you've really, really been missing is a story about a, a character no one has ever heard oh, of before. Stop. If ever a book did not deserve a cliffhanger of like six to eight months, <laughs> it's this bullshit. <laughs> it, it really is. Oh. And I can tell you that it did not. You know the way sometimes we read a book and it's more exciting than we the remembered UK. or thought yeah. it would be? Yeah. That, that was not the case. It truly really wasn't. <laughs> no. It is very much the opposite. Mm of exciting and was uh, extremely tedious and and uh, i guess we should start by uh, by some tagline with some taglines and blurbs it's how we do it okay karen you're our cover tagline right. duty what is it will a normal life make Kristen thompson happy i mean does she even get a normal life again it's like they just kind of read the gist of the book and they were like, ah, this will do for the tagline. <laughs> doesn't really reflect what's happening or the conclusion, but you know, it's fine. It's good enough. <laughs> and, and the back cover line is, just like everyone else. I mean, what do you want to be? Not in Sweet Valley. 
exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, given the material. Yeah. What she's working I mean, she's, with here. She's better off on that tennis court. I'll tell you. Um, so please uh, take us through the uh, the blurb. Sure is it very spoilery? Because I read this in the Kindle, so I didn't even see oh, a blurb. Um, to, no, actually, I think it's okay. Uh, all right, let's, right. let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, are you, are you sure you're ready? I don't know if I am, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's been so long. No, I, I, I kind of forgot how to do this and forgot to like count blondness until I was like, halfway through the book. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> well. It's all under control. Okay, uh, okay so... Quiet, determined, Kristen Thompson knows exactly what she wants from life. Since she was mm. little, she has had one goal, to become a world-class tennis player. Now all <gasps> she has to do is win one more tournament and she'll qualify to turn professional. Hooray! Then, like we care. It's like that's how it works. So who even is she? Then handsome <laughs> Bruce Hatman invites her out and <gasps> sweeps her off her feet. But there's not oh. enough room in Kristen's life for a boyfriend and professional tennis Uh-oh. She begins to wonder if a romance with Bruce will make her happier than winning the tournament ever could. Girl, no. <laughs> Come on. Again, the answer is no. Emphatically these no. Questions. Will Kristen give up the dream of a lifetime to live like an ordinary teenager? What which do is, you think? Which is kind of what she's trying to figure out herself, really. <laughs> and she tries to figure it out over the course of many tedious interior monologues. Oh, so much. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, can you show us the, tell us a bit about the cover? I can both show it to you and tell you oh, <laughs> She's wearing a lot of makeup and she looks like Patsy Palmer, a.k.a. Oh, Bianca from EastEnders. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. It's Patsy Palmer with like Princess Diana hair because they just can't get enough of that Princess Diana <laughs> short hair, swoopy fringe situation. They really can't. They love it. They love it. Yeah, so, so describe her so yeah, so vision. So we've got Kristen Thompson on the cover alone. Uh, mm. Nice uh, kind of turquoise background. Enjoying that colour. Yes, I like the colour scheme. Uh, yeah. She's in her tennis whites and she's holding a racket. She's looking very serious, slightly troubled. Mm. Mm. You know, as usual, does not look like a 16-year-old. Uh, oh, like no. a freshly minted real estate agent who's about to take <laughs> on the tennis sweet valley. <laughs> <laughs> I'd read that book. I mean, there, there's a book right there. Selling Sweet Valley. Um, (gasps) (laughs) Don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not a particularly eventful one, but, you know. It's got a tennis racket on it. it. It's it's relevant. You know, sometimes they show us things that don't actually happen in the book on these covers. And it's like, lads, what's going on? James, what were you up to? Um, but yeah, uh, look, we're kind of in the wilderness, I think, with these books. It's random character time, so we've got oh, to roll Jesus. with it. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, set your set your expectations accordingly, mm. listeners. Because when we dive back into the world of Sweet Valley, we begin with Edith. Oh, who cares? Like, oh, what an anticlimax. Time like, is all wrong. <laughs> fuck's sake. She's all excited about the Big Sisters programme, which what you listeners might remember, because I didn't until I went back and re-listened to our last episode. You might remember that uh, she had established that at the end of the last... Oh, um, and Jessica book. took credit for it or something, or like told AJ it was her idea or some bullshit. <laughs> she did, she did. Like and some typical Jessica nonsense. Of course, and also typical Liz. Liz just sat there and let uh, Jessica oh, do this. As She's does. a terrible friend. Oh, yeah. And... Um, Edith is working on this with the support of a certain teacher whose name I do not think we should mention yet because I think we should save it for when he eventually... Eventually. I mean, really, oh, eventually. They really make us work for it, like... <laughs> makes his direct appearance. Because mm. you might recall that he has been off stage for, like, 
about five of the books Ages. I mean I know yeah which has basically been like a year in podcast time <laughs> yeah exactly it was probably last summer yeah. um so yeah he's been he would be mentioned remember we got our hopes up because um which part was it? Oh, it was Olivia was doing that magazine, oh, that yes. art magazine. And we were like, he's going to have to be back for this. Surely. But no, no. off camera, yet again. Too busy off riding Nora Dalton. Oh, that's true. Or drinking out of a hose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it turns out that anyway, he's finally uh, helped him and Ina to finally got permission from like the central committee of big sister programs. They just, I just, they just love admin so much in these books. It's so funny. They, they really do yeah. and they've been doing a lot of it but now uh, it's all come through so um, Enid is sure that they will have enough big sisters and she literally shudders at the thought dramatically of uh, the thought of these children not having mothers and I can't like if you were a kid who, whose mum was dead or who didn't have a mum like the thought that Sweet Valley were acting like your your life was irredeemably destroyed yeah. is not great for the old confidence not so I much. think um, but of course, Liz says it's great and that Edith deserves all the credit, which is not what she said to Jessica <laughs> at the end of the last book. <laughs> oh, and uh, and Edith is all coy. She's like, oh, come on, Liz, she murmured, pretending to concentrate on the list. And Praying from a wake like, field. She's trying to play it cool. <laughs> true. But it, I think it's, I think she's trying too hard. Right. I think it just looks a bit mm. nauseating. And speaking of nauseating, Liz is looking at her fondly and being like, oh, Ida, aren't you wonderful? <laughs> Practically patting her on the head. <laughs> um, so we uh, we get a reminder of Ida and, Jess, or, and uh, Liz's friendship before the inevitable twin comparison kicks in. And we're told that the certain teacher was only too eager to help Liz and Enid with the big sister. Yeah, program. interesting choice of words there. I kind of thought I'm going to breeze past it, but here we go. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of inappropriate things, Enid says that they have a perfect match for Jess. Oh, God. And who could this match be? This poor girl. I, to be honest, I don't know why they're so keen to get Jessica involved at all. Like, why would you point yeah. that girl on an unsuspecting nine-year-old, in fairness? Exactly! Yeah. But her name is Alison Post. Oh, yeah. And she sounds like Jessica's perfect match. <laughs> she, she does. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, what is it? Her, her hobbies are shopping, reading fashion magazines and boys. When she grows up, she either wants to be a game show hostess, hostess or the president. <laughs> it's basically Barbie's career trajectory, which I'm kind of into. <laughs> Just throw in being an astronaut. Absolutely. A teacher. She's all set. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Liz is like, you're joking. And Edith says, no, it's true. And they say that little Alison Post sounded like a real handful. So what better way to deal with her than give her to the most irresponsible person at school? Oh, yeah, that checks out. Absolutely. Because Edith suggests that uh, they recruit Jessica because they need a few more big sisters. And Liz tries to pretend that Jessica is like, has an altruistic bone in her body. I know, like, I don't know why she's like pushing this so hard. It's like, she's obviously not going to be interested. <laughs> I know, because when Edith suggests that Jeffrey is all like, yeah, right. And Liz is like, I'm sure Jessica would be very good at it. She's like, are you though? Mm, based on I mean, what exactly? <laughs> Exactly. Indeed. Mm. And speak of the devil, here's Jessica. <laughs> and of course, she has a request. Of course, always looking for something, this one. Yes, she wants the keys to the Fiat Spider. Mm-hmm. 
And Liz says she'll give them to her if she signs up. Because what better way to make sure that somebody is a responsible mentor than to have sort of bribed them to take it? That's how it's done. That's how you get results. <laughs> in Sweet Valley well I mean it's a hard sell because Jessica said she doesn't have time to be a mentor because she needs to and I quote work on my tan she's got priorities okay and she knows how to stick to them <laughs> true I mean she's consistent um, it turns out that the Pashmans are having yet another big bash and when Liz uh, so Jessica needs, needs to be bronzed for this affair oh god and we're told, Liz tells her that, look, you'll just have to hang out once a week. Mm. And when Jessica hears this, she, uh, about, or she hears all about Alison Post and her fun-loving ways, she's like, this, can't, this kid sounds like fun. So she'll do it if it doesn't take up all my beach time. <laughs> That's so good. And when she does decide to take her on, she's like, Adrian, I could probably take her to the beach with us. So it's like, okay, you're actually not going to change your schedule at all. She's just no. going to come with you to the mall and the beach. Yeah, great. <laughs> On your dates, oh, yeah, also. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Very, very appropriate. It wouldn't be the first time Jessica dry humps some fella in front of a child. And <laughs> Let's face it, <laughs> she's got form in this area. Unless <laughs> we forget she the creepy t- twins. <laughs> the other creepy twins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally just... <laughs> True. So she does have form. And uh, yeah, uh, Enid says, poor Alison Post. It's like, Yes. Poor Alison Post. Accurate. Why are you foisting fo- on this monster? Um, so they find matches for the other big sisters who are Jade, recently appeared. Uh-huh. Lynn Henry! Hey. Hey. Our patron saint. <laughs> Indeed. Blessed Lynn, of the saint of jumpsuits. <laughs> uh, Maria, Olivia, Dee Dee and Caroline Pierce. But there's one kid left. And who could this child be? <gasps> She's some random kid, of course. <laughs> Who likes tennis? She likes tennis, yes. Emily Brown. So, yeah, her mother was killed last year in a car crash and she needs special attention, apparently. And she's just, yeah, mad about tennis and they think she'd really benefit from the programme. And Jeffrey says, that's really sad, Jeffrey said, compassionately. He's a good guy, a you know? <laughs> he thinks it's sad that her mother died. They really are overarching it. Even the fact they say compassionately as opposed to, ha that's like, really sad. It's kind of implied, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, hope. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe we shouldn't presume anything about the denizens of Sweet Valley. Okay. Um, so he suggests uh, Kristen Thompson, the aforementioned Kristen who popped up in out of nowhere at the at end the of the last episode. episode. Yep. And actually, in my memory, but I, I don't really know, like... Why don't any of them know her? She's not new to town. Because I was wondering when I started reading this again, it's like, was she a new girl? But the way the rest of the book reads, she isn't. No, like she's her been family here. are established. She's just been here the whole time. It's just that she's practicing tennis all the time. But like, she's still in school and like, I know, in classes with people that you'd have yes. to talk to at some point. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, well, they they. Liz thinks that it's great. She's obviously the perfect match, but Edith says the crystal will be too busy with her, her tennis. And Edith has been clearly just taking very detailed notes on Kristen because she suddenly says, Kristen's in my math class. I've talked to her a couple of times, you know, about assignments and stuff. She's probably a very nice person, but there's an aloof quality about her. She seems so bent on succeeding that she refuses to be friendly. I think if she had friends, it would mean too much time away from tennis. Okay. <laughs> like, where did this come from? Like character study, all right, girl. 
<laughs> she has been thinking a lot about uh, Kristen's doings. Um, but Liz hurts. It won't hurt to ask. So, you know, and says, Anita is like, okay, fair enough. It's not like we're going to force her or anything. It's like, have you met Liz? Yeah. This bitch does not take no for an answer. <laughs> well, speaking of which, oh. that's going to come up yeah. later on. <laughs> so Liz is all delighted at the thought and cries, that settles it. Elizabeth cried, I'm going to find Kristen after school today and see if she wants to be Emily Brown's big sister. Like they're all speaking in this very, you know, formal declaration. Very weird, yeah. Cut to the library where Kristen is trying to write an essay for you know who on the American dream. At least it's not an essay about how great Sweet Valley is, because that's usually the topic of choice. <laughs> that is coming later on. Spoiler alert. God, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. So when uh, Shelley Novak comes in, who I think is being seeded, because there's going to be another fucking sports book in a few oh, books. I was wondering, because this is a very kind of Elizabeth interaction that she has with Shelley. I kind of felt like this is usually mm. where Liz will come in and you know, start chatting to her or whatever, and that she'd open up slightly to her. Because the only person anybody opens up to is Elizabeth, let's face it. True. And I, yeah, I wonder why they didn't have Liz here. I think it must be just to put Shelley in there so people remember sure, when makes, she... Yeah when she crops up again um, and as well when she enters it gives us an opportunity to see how isolated Kristen is because she hears the merry cries of the car- coming from the corridor and she wishes she had some friends but she doesn't because she spends her lunchtime studying because after school she just practices all the time yeah it sounds, she- it sounds unhealthy to be honest like the amount of oh. tennis she plays it's not okay <laughs> oh my god it is demented yeah like i'm sure like, obviously if you're going to turn pro and whatever it's pretty much your life but like yeah. not to the point that she literally doesn't talk to people in school like it's <laughs> yes. mental and it's really full-on it's like she gets up at half six and she works out and then she you know has preschool tennis practice and then there's after school tennis practice and then she goes to bed at like nine o'clock oh my god that's it. yeah it's it sounds pretty terrible yeah um so uh she she has her she's trained by her coach Dari, mm-hmm. we'll come into it later. And uh, Shelley introduces herself very awkwardly. She goes, I'm Shelley Novak. I'm on the girls' basketball team. I'm a sports fanatic and I'm always reading about you in the sports pages. Oh, <laughs> very realistic way to introduce yourself. So realistic. Love it. Mm. <laughs> and it's basically just an excuse for an exposition dump. So yeah. Kirsten can tell her that there's an important tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Avery, oh no. The Avery Cup is what you... Yeah, no, the oh, Avery the... Cup is the tournament. And if she, like, wins yes, that, she then wins... she makes the team with this all-star guy. Yes, Nick <laughs> Wiley. He's an all-star pro tennis coach or something. Oh, I don't something. really know how it works. I don't know. It's the usual, so the usual convoluted, boring bullshit that it's like, I'm just going to skim <laughs> past all of this. Oh, my God. I skimmed over every single one of those fucking tennis oh, matches. And don't worry, stop, listeners. We will too. (laughs) So Kristen is excited about all these matches she's got coming up, but sometimes she wishes she weren't under so much pressure all the time. Uh, After school, Elizabeth, as is her wont, accosts Kristen, (laughs) just sort of pounces on her. And we're told that Liz had forgotten how pretty Kristen was. Oh my God. Hilarious. (laughs) Just classic Liz. (laughs) I mean, lest the reader should think, oh, what if this girl is gorgeous? Oh, don't, like, worry. don't worry. Like, <laughs> there, she wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a book written about her if she wasn't cute, like, let's face it. 
She is amazing looking uh, with her uber locks. And Liz gives her, her the spiel about uh, the big sister's business. And she tells her all about Emily. And Kristen at first is a bit, oh, you know, I'm very busy. But Liz gives her the old hard sell mm. saying it's only an hour or so every week. And Kirsten says, Kirsten is a bit sort of subdued. It's clearly something's... Something's on her mind. Yeah, or it's kind of, it's set something off in her because she's kind of, yeah, she won't really look her in the eye and she's a bit kind of, she's mm. acting weird and says she'll think about it. Yes. And on her way home, we, we see inside Kristen's head and we realise that hearing about Emily reminds her of her own mother who died when she was seven. She remembers the day she heard the news and after that day, the only thing that counted was winning tennis matches. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's a pretty grim tale. It it's is, like a, yeah. It's quite, quite a depressing backstory. Yeah. Mm. So at the club, she's greeted by the aforementioned coach, Dory. And uh, it turns out Dory is her mum's old doubles partner from back in the day because her mother was a tennis pro. She sure was, yeah. Um, we'll find a bit more about her mother's... Mm. Uh, I mean, her, I'm just going to say this now. Her mother is surely super famous because she won the US Open. It does seem like that would be the case. Yeah, <laughs> there'd be some a lot of press interest in like this like superstar daughter of like a died tragically young tennis star. But she died tragically young on her way to play in Wimbledon, which she was expected to win. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, at first on the on the on the I was going to say on the pitch on the court <laughs> Kerry or Ker- uh, Kirsten is also sort of sluggish because she's really worried about the, the pressure of this Avery Cup business it's uh, it's starting to weigh on her it is yeah but I think also just kind of thinking about her mom is something she doesn't really do or just kind of bringing up the crash as well was brought up a lot of stuff for her and she's just kind of off her game at the minute really isn't she Yes, that's true. And uh, Dari reminds her that every pro has, you know, her ups and downs mm. and she just has to accept it. And um, we really, Kristen or Kirsten? Kristen is, uh, it, it is really uh, suddenly aware that it's because of Emily that that's what set her off, just thinking about this other tennis mad girl whose mum has died. But she can't tell Dari this because she's made a rule not to show her vulnerability to Dari or her dad. Yeah. She's only 16. So weird. Yeah. And she tells Dory, no, no, I'm ready to go again. And Dory's all like, wait a go, champ. <laughs> and she thinks, Kirsten thinks that this is what Dory and her dad, you know, uh, value in her, like her determination. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're all about. It's just about winning. And that's kind of the main focus for everything. Exactly. So after practice, this is grim as fuck as well. They meet Kristen's dad in the tennis club dining hall because he owns, this is just one of the many tennis clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Like this family is deep into tennis. Like it's all they do. (laughs) Tennis obsessed, quite frankly. And they eat there all the time. Like that's their, um, that's their, uh, like basically their, their dining room. They seem to never eat anywhere else. (laughs) And, her dad notices that Kristen is a bit down as she eats a depressing meal, a dry grilled chicken breast and a salad with no dressing. It's an extremely depressing dinner, yeah. It really is. And then he suggests, you have some, veg- you have some vegetables, Kristen. They're not fashioning. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it's not even the worst thing. It's not someone like, says about that's food. true. And even the fact that Kristen, like it says, you know, Kristen was trying to keep her weight low before the tournament. And it was like, it's tennis. You're meant to be like fit and strong, like not yes. You know, like surely your weight doesn't actually come into it at all as long. As I know you're fit. meant to be an athlete. Yeah, you need the ca- the calories. Absolutely, especially for all the fucking training she's doing. Let's face it, <laughs> Jesus. 
how is she doing that? Just a dry on chicken a breast, and no chicken breast, and a dry <laughs> salad, no chance, and no carbs. Yeah. Unlikely. Mm. Um, so he's concerned. I mean, in a nice way as well. But she feels just overwhelmed, and it turns out she she can never really relax because she just feels like her dad is always going to start talking about tennis and how great Nick Wiley is and how important the tournament will be. Yeah. And at one stage, Kristen asks, "What would happen if she didn't make the team?" And they were like, "Oh, why would you say such a thing? That won't happen." And this is kind of sweet. She asks, but what would you do if I didn't make the team? And Daria's all like, we wouldn't do anything. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, she's being really nice. Like, she's not. She is in various, yeah. So a lot of this is in Kristen's head. It is, yeah. Um, so once she's at home, her dad reminds her to go bed early because, uh, you know, she's going to put five or whatever the Walking next day. Walking out lifting weights on her no food. <laughs> <laughs> And again, she just feels trapped and she know and because he, he's all like, remember, you want to get some more practice in, Dari would be there. And, Jesus Christ, she doesn't need any more practicing. Yeah. She just and she wishes she'd relax or they'd relax because she knows her dad loves her, but sometimes she's starting to wonder, could she just have a normal life? Oh. I mean, normal for Sweet Valley. Well, true. <laughs> in so many ways. So um she really does want to be an elite player. And her dad apparently at one stage did say to her, look, do you really want all this tennis? Yeah, yeah. And he did kind of said yes. this before. Yeah, but she was all game on, on board. Although that was a couple of years ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, so now it's like, well, do they ever wonder if I've changed my mind? Because maybe I have. Mm. And then she looks at a picture of her, mo- of her mother and then we get the full on incredibly detailed backstory that goes on for like three pages that starts Elise Randall had been a golden girl of tennis born and bred in California she was a natural talent from the day she first picked up a racket by the time she was 16 she was slated to win Wimbledon one day basically she doesn't even go to college because she's so great at tennis and she's a pro and then she gets married to her to Neil Thompson who was a student at Stanford and they keep on being tennis obsessed it's basically tennis 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 I know. How come the Sweet Valians don't know this? this <laughs> She's like, like, yeah, just going to be a local celebrity, surely. <laughs> exactly. So we learn that in you know after a period just after her mum died, Kristen rejected tennis, but then she sort of bounced back and started becoming obsessed with it. Mm. And we're told she needs to win Wimbledon herself one day for her mother just to keep her spirit alive. As my notes say, this is too heavy for a Sweet Valley book. Oh, it truly is. Yeah, this is some deep trauma. Like, <laughs> it's, it's... And it's quite relentless. Oof, yeah. So next day she's at school and she approaches Liz, who greets her with a quizzical smile. <laughs> Ugh. I hate her so much. Just imagine <laughs> a sickening spectacle. So uh, she tells Liz she's going to be Emily's big sister, but she's not going to have that much time to focus on it. And Liz suggests, well, how about once a week? Uh, you know, maybe you could take Emily along to Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, work it into your schedule. And um, so Kristen re- reveals that actually she, for the Avery Cup, she's meant to be kind of taking it slightly easily. And um, so she'll have a bit more time and she feels uh, optimistic about this new 
challenge. Yeah, she's excited about it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of feels like she's able to give something back. Mm. Uh, speaking of Dory, who is, let's just get it out there now, she is clearly banging Mr. Thompson. Oh, like straight away. As soon as I was like, Dory was her mother's friend, I was like, oh, they're fucking, they are definitely fucking. <laughs> and they have been for quite some time. Yeah. Also, she's basically her stepmother at this, like she, she practically is. lives in the house. Yeah, yeah. anytime there's a dinner, it's like the dad, and Dory's there as well. It's like, she's not just your tennis coach. No. Yeah. Um, so it turns out Dory has left a message at the school saying she's been held up and she won't be at the club until half four so Kristen has a free hour she's usually meant to be there, there at half three and because she has she's just had her tennis obsessed life and she's clearly never had a free hour in her this ever so weird like she's literally never had an hour to herself like that's so sad it's awful oh, <laughs> she just wanders around yeah, she, she does not know what to do with herself she's like well an hour is enough time to go to the beach and come back she's like and I have no friends, so what am I going to do? I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so she wanders over to the tennis court. Of course. And who should she see there <laughs> on the on the court? We can only hope he's wearing tiny shorts. Oh, yes, we can. It's what we swear. And Jessica and co are hanging out, uh, you know, uh, observing, observing the scene. Admiring the view, yeah. And Kristen is impressed by Bruce's dark overpowering appearance mm. um so uh, uh she jess is complaining about bruce and his cocky ways and Kristen is even more intrigued and when bruce is all uh, finishes his match and is all how did i play she offers him some tips i love it so much because he goes all quiet and he's like obviously by how did i do he meant to tell me i'm brilliant <laughs> not like actually yeah. point out what's wrong <laughs> she was actually yeah you know you could work a bit on that and this, so maybe hold your arm this bruce. yeah and he's like Oh, thanks. <laughs> but he takes her advice. He does. And he wins his next game. Yes, he's noticeably better after following her advice. So in fairness, mm. she was on the ball. Like, yeah. yeah, of course she was. And um, so they, they he invites her to, to a match or a game at least. And they start to play together. But then Kristen, oh, this is so annoying. I know, I hate this. Can you tell us what happens? <laughs> well, like, like, yeah, obviously Kristen is going to win because she's, almost a pro tennis player whereas Bruce is just of like course, a dick course. who's reasonably good at tennis and um, mm. like this is what she does all day long every day so yeah she's kind of everyone's cheering for her and she feels great because she's winning because that's how it usually goes and then something strange happened and she's mm. watching Bruce bend for the ball it's <laughs> mm. <laughs> funny that it's at that exact point it kind of dawned on her <laughs> but she suddenly is struck by, uh, by how humiliated he was going to feel losing to a girl in front of his friends <laughs> the worst. So she she basically throws the game. She does, yeah. It's very <sighs> disappointing. It really is. After like that great moment a few minutes ago, um. So, but he seems to say guess that he that she yeah. The I, game. Mean, I kind of feel like anybody watching would surely know she has obviously thrown this game because she's an actual superstar at tennis. Mm. Like. Exactly, uh, because when he th- when she goes thanks for a good game, he's like, oh, maybe I think I should be thanking you. Yeah, no, he totally gets that she let him win. Yeah, yeah, which actually I kind of like that he acknowledges it. I mean, that's his only vaguely redeeming moment in the True, literally the only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is all disappointed because she wanted to see Bruce take down a peg or two. Of course, uh, and Amy is all like, well, of course Bruce, he's brilliant. Amy brain. is fucking tragic in this book oh she's the worst <laughs> i mean she always is but 
Um, so Bruce offers Crystal a lift um, and she's like, well, I've got my bike. And he's like, no, you can leave your bike. I love this. It's like, let me give you a lift home. She's like, no, no, I have, I have my bike here. You can come back for it later. It's like, that is not helpful at all. You're making <laughs> it more difficult by taking me somewhere in your car that I don't want to go in. And then I have to come back to school to get my bike to then go home. Like, fuck on, Bruce. Jesus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, of course she does. Um, and she is so out of the loop. She is. She has never seen one Bruce one. This is I crazy. Do not believe no, this. Not I just don't believe. Second. I just don't believe it. No, it's the most implausible thing that's ever happened. These books. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, it really, really is. But like, how can she not? Um, you know how how can she not have even seen it? Yeah. She's like, oh, he drives a Porsche. You don't even know there's a Porsche going around with it, like a vanity plate that says one Bruce one. It's like, oh, and this is Bruce. Okay, that must be his car. Like you obviously <laughs> would put it together. But well, she's she really has been tennis crazy. Girl is focused. <laughs> and then he starts putting uh, putting on the charm because he says, so how come I've hardly seen you around school? I mean, good question. Bruce was saying as he expertly backed the car out of the parking spot, I know I would have made a point of spending time with someone as pretty as you. Ugh. And Chris was like, oh, no one's ever called me pretty. Oh. And then uh, she's like, oh, I do. I study all the time um, at school because I, you know, practice in the evening. It's like bad habits, Bruce remarked. You'll have to take lessons on how to have a good time. He grinned lazily at her. And I know just the person for those kind of lessons. <laughs> this fucking guy, I swear to God. He is ridiculous. Truly the worst. And then he's like, uh, what are you doing at the weekend? Uh, tennis. And he, he, he says, well, surely not at night. And he invites her to a movie on Friday. Mm-hmm. She hesitates. And what does he say? What does he literally say can you tell us karen come on he said again i won't take no for an answer (laughs) fucking bruce i swear to god oh my god that should be a warning sign straight girls poor christian Um, she's so naive she's just enamored like the fact that he's paying attention to her and it's like oh no wrong this this is what happens when you're trapped in some sort of weird tennis bubble for like yeah 16 years so uh then she's because they're at the tennis club or whatever and Kristen sees Dari and she's like okay yeah fine just to shut him up so she can get out that's of the car. actually why she says yes in the end yeah just to get out of the car and fucking get to practice because she's going to be late for literally the first time in her whole <laughs> life oh, oh what a grim existence so never just yeah. two minutes late so cut to Friday and she's out on a date with Bruce <laughs> And he's complaining because because she wouldn't let him collect her at home, and obviously it was so she didn't want her dad to know. Yes, yeah. But uh, she says it was just a, it was just easier, and she told her dad she was going to the library, which is open late on Friday nights. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Looks like so she's a bit tense. And Bruce is all, "You have to learn to relax. There's more to life than tennis." Um, so they have fun at the film, mm-hmm. but then he wants to go on to the Dairy Burger. <laughs> And uh, and he can't. She he is flabbergasted when she turns down a trip to the Dairy Burger. That's I it. Mean, who, yeah, because it's like it's about ten o'clock, I think, at this stage, and she's supposed to be in bed at like half ten. That's like her bedtime or whatever. And uh, yeah, she actually turns him down, and it's so funny because he's just like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you don't what? <laughs> what? Wait, what do you mean no?" <laughs> he's just so, he's, not used to this. It's gas. 
But he seems to like it because she actually is quite firm. She basically says, no, look, I can't. And, you know, you're going to have to be patient if yeah. you if you want to see me. And he's like, oh, I'm not used to girls being like this. But when they go, he said, or when they say goodnight, she says, you're an amazing girl, Kristen. I've never met anyone like you before. He leaned over and kissed her lightly on the lips. I'd like to see you again. I'm sure I'll be able to distract you, Kristen Thompson. Oh. It's not exactly smooth talk. That's still t- t- <laughs> not so much, not so much. Um, but uh, she's uh, she's she seems to be into it. She is, yeah. And I thought, like, in fairness to her, she's been in a bubble. She doesn't know that he's mm. literally the worst. You know, she's just excited that someone's paying attention to her. So you can kind True. of see how she could get swept up in it. Yeah. So it turns out the next day, uh, Liz is heading to the tennis club because she's been asked by a certain teacher to write about Kristen on the Avery Cup. And she rang Kristen and Kristen's dad said she's going to be at the club tomorrow morning. Um, and she was impressed by her discipline because she's like meant to be at the club at half eight on a Saturday. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like she's up at half eight to go interview her and to head out. But Jessica's also up eating breakfast <laughs> in the house. And uh, yeah, Je- this is so funny because honestly, this is the most relatable Jessica Wakefield has ever been in her entire mm. life. She's like, I wouldn't have gotten up at all except that I was hungry. I'm going back to bed as soon as I finish breakfast. <laughs> like, yes, Jessica, for once I am on your team. Like, absolutely. Love going so back realistic. to bed after breakfast. <laughs> realistic teenager behavior. Yeah, like I'm starving. I'm going to eat and then I'm back to bed. Goodbye. Foraging <laughs> and then back again. Yeah. So uh, Liz arrives at the club and meets Dory, who is kind of perturbed because Kristen is late. And Liz is all like, oh, it's like two minutes yeah, late. Relax. Surprised. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. Thompson turns up and he hasn't seen Kristen either because he left the house early and uh, she, he doesn't know where she is. And Liz is kind of embarrassed because they both seem really like, where is Kristen? Where's Kristen? Yeah, they're so weird about it. So I suppose Liz is actually getting a bit of an insight into how fucking rigorous and ridiculous Kristen's mm. life is that everyone's this pissed off for her being like five minutes late. Yeah, it's nuts. And then Kristen arrives and her dad is kind of fussing over and it turns out that she overslept. Mm. She didn't tell anyone this because she was up thinking about her first date. Ooh. After one in the morning. Oh my God. <laughs> fantasizing about Bruce and his tiny tennis shorts. <laughs> So it's now it's like she's supposedly missed the interview. Like, why how long was the interview going to be? But Dory says, "Look, you get. I'll get a copy. You have an interview." So Dory is actually quite chill. She is in fairness. Yeah, she's going to go get a copy with the dad so they can talk and they'll start like a half hour later or something. It's like okay, yeah, grand, grand. So Kristen tells Liz she was having a date, but her dad doesn't know, and she wants to talk off the record. And Liz says, "I'm just saying, as a journalist, this is ridiculous." <laughs> she says, "Look, I'm just going to write the interview and show it to you, and then if there's anything you don't like, I'll take it out." And it's like. That is very time wasting. Just <laughs> confirm in advance. Rewrite the fucking thing. That don't just make yourself read. I'm, I mean, why am I expecting professionalism? We know she's not a good journalist. That's yeah, very true <laughs> or ethical in any way. Um, so Kristen tells her about her mom and how she sees herself and Emily now as another tennis obsessed child who's lost her mom, and she thinks that's why her and her dad focused on tennis um, so much because it's their sort of way of bringing their mother back yes and but then when they sort of get into more tennessee's topics this sort of feels like Kristen is giving kind of rote answers yeah she's kind of on autopilot and just obviously mm. has these answers that she gives all the time to like anyone that asks her anything so it's kind of like okay this is not really getting to the truth of anything right now <laughs> Yeah, and Liz feel doesn't feel like she doesn't sound excited about tennis yeah. or that it gets any gives her any real joy. Yeah. So when she leaves, she has a suspicion the tennis filled a void in Kristen's life. No. It's like 
do you know? <laughs> well done. Let's do Ms. Psychoanalysis. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had to speak into a mic. The pandemic has broken all of us. <laughs> I can't, can't say long words anymore. Um, so back in the Thompson home, um, Mr. T is a bit off and he pities the fool who rigs, <laughs> who rigs Kristen. Because oh, um, she missed a call for Bruce. <gasps> Not only did he leave a message, he left lots of different numbers. He left a list of numbers. So funny. Oh my God. Yeah, because Mr. Thompson's like, he left a bunch of phone numbers and asked you to call them back. I couldn't keep track of which was which. I think one was his club. And unless I heard wrong, another was his car phone. <laughs> which is such J.R. Ewing level of glamour. I, I just know. love it. <laughs> I love it. Of course one Bruce one has a car, a car phone. phone. Fantastic. Um, so uh, she she calls Bruce and this is the thing I really like the way she deals with Bruce all throughout because even now mm. she's kind of aware that they just most she had a good time but they've mostly kind of talked about him yes um, and uh, you know she's she's not going into this naively like some of Bruce's previous conquests and we're told that Bruce is eager for more um, he wants to see her again and he says I want you to come over tonight to see the new set of speakers my dad just bought me. They're amazing. Top of the line. Totally fantastic sound. And I just picked up some new compact discs. So you'll really hear some great music. Oh my God. Like, what music? Like, who says that? Who doesn't say the band? You'll just hear some great music. Great music. <laughs> Can't say who. It's great though. Oh God. Um, but she and he cannot believe it. But when she says, "Oh, I have to have dinner with my dad and my coach, and I have to get up early tomorrow," and uh, instead of feeling bad, she's like, "Look, next time, give me a bit more notice." Bye. It's so good. Yeah, she just cuts him off. She's like, "All right, I have to go. I have to make another call. See ya." <laughs> just hangs <laughs> up. It's great. I like it. So the next morning, she finally meets Emily, who was a very sweet little kid. She is. Yeah. And uh, she takes the tennis club and Emily is awestruck and um, just, you know, she's amazed to see Kristen has won medals and trophies and, you know, she likes being around all the tennis players and um, seeing the club through Emily's eyes sort of reminds Kristen of how excited she used to be herself Aww. in the days of your. And when she suggests they like hit a few balls to each other on the court, Emily is really excited and Kristen is, is uh, charmed. It's very cute, yeah. It is very cute. And, and Kristen thinks deciding to do this is one of the best decisions she's ever made. Aww. When she gets home, she's missed a call. <laughs> Bruce is back. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he really does not take no for an answer. Oh, fucking hell. And, her, and when her, her dad is actually kind of sweet, she's sort of trying to get details about Bruce in a kind of sweet dad way. Yes. But Kristen kind of takes it the wrong way and sort of feels that it's... Because he says something kind of good humouredly about, I hope this is going to distract you from the Avery Cup. And she's like, again, with the Avery Cup. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's, it's just because they don't really talk to each other properly. I think that she has all this stuff built up in her head that this is all he cares mm. about as well. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing. The, the thing. It is a lot of uh, projection. Yeah. Um, so she does ring Bruce and he banters about ice cream. There's a lot of ice cream in this book. There is. Yeah. <laughs> So like, I happen to be having an amazing ice cream fish. If I don't get a massive amount of mocha double Oreo fudge into my system, we were within 20 minutes, I might self-destruct. <laughs> um, so she tells him, uh, I'm not supposed to eat any ice cream. Um, and he's like, why aren't you supposed to eat ice cream? A girl needs energy, Bruce cried. True. I mean, he's actually right there for once. <laughs> 
fuck's sake. Even a stopped clock tells the right time well, twice a day. Yeah. Uh, so um, she she's like, okay, do you know what? I am going to go to you with Casey's. And uh, when she tells her dad, she's oh. going, he says, is that your diet? As we now say, fuck off. Literally say, <laughs> in caps, <laughs> fuck off. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Minor roll cops too. Oh god, fuming! <laughs> like leave her alone. Ugh. Oh my god. So she's like, look, I can have one scoop, and I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. And she's like, remember your schedule. But when she meets Bruce, he doesn't want to carry to Casey. Oh, this he changed his mind. Trixie, son of a bitch. <laughs> Should have known. What does he? What does he want to do instead? <laughs> He's got a much better idea. There's an incredible little cafe in the canyon that's also a jazz club. <laughs> These kids fucking love a bit of jazz. It's so funny. Oh my god. My notes are literally these kids and their jazz. <laughs> I'm like, drunk, drunk, get the fuck out of here. Type of some jazz. <laughs> And she, she's like, oh, look, I can't stay out late. I told my dad would be back in an hour. She's like, yeah, 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 it'll be fine. And drives off. He basically kidnaps her on this thing. Like. Well, I mean, he doesn't take no for an answer, as we know, <laughs> as, we know. as he admits. Oh. So three hours later, she gets home. By the way, we never find out, like, what was the jazz club like? True. <laughs> I actually, have a good just, time. sticks to her getting home and her dad being mad at her. So it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And he's disappointed. He says, look, you've worked so hard today. You're throwing it all away just when you have the chance to go pro. <sighs> cut to match time and of course did she sleep well the night before no no so she's trying to psych herself up and she sees emily is there with a go Kristen sign which Aww. is which is kind of cute but um dory tells her look your competitor betsy Weber, won't be much trouble and uh you know you're just you know you'll you'll be able to walk this and she also says she can see emily and she's like you're clearly doing the world of good and is surprised when Kristen is like it's emily who's helping me quite sweet it is it is so then we get a very long and very tedious description of this fucking match yeah basically she's supposed to beat betsy easily like she has done before but Mm. it's much more difficult than it's supposed to be for whatever reason because she's off her game so yeah yeah and uh bruce isn't there of course and hasn't sent her even a good luck message Mm. or anything like that and maybe that would have made the difference because we know in sweet valley that just being cheered along is what counts. That is what does it. You know, I didn't even need that kidney. I just need people to cheer yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess everyone, all your friends and family just weren't. They just didn't care enough. <laughs> no. We've only been in Sweet Valley. They'd have got your, your, that kidney pumping its way into help. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce isn't there, so it's not surprising that she doesn't. Uh, though Emily is. You would think that would count. Uh, so, she, like, as you said, she wins, but it's, not great and Kristen thinks if she can't get back on form she won't even deserve to be on the the Wiley All-Star. Pro, pro team yeah whatever hey. the hell it is yeah. <laughs> tennis group go tennis <laughs> um, and there's a moment when a journalist asks her if she's nervous about the next match and for a second she considers telling them the truth but of course she doesn't um, so on the way home she's really quiet and her dad says look I know you're under a lot of pressure but so when you're you know when this is over and you're on the team let's go on holiday and she's just like, what? He's still assuming. I'm definitely going to, like, yeah. it's all based on this assumption that I have to get the team. Yeah, because she's like, and what if I don't make the team? Is that when we don't go on holiday? She's kind of got all this in her head, but of course doesn't really yeah. say any of it. And then she kind of snaps at him and he's upset and she feels guilty. So it's it's kind of sad. There's a real gulf of communication. Big time, yeah. And later, Bruce rings. He's just got stupid apologies. 
Uh, and again, this is one area where Kristen is consistently cool because she's just like, why is he coming out with this waffly apology? Like, yeah, and really she's, she, she, she also notes like he just sounds so sure of himself, and it's like, what, what is with this dude? <laughs> I mean, he is well, he's Bruce, I guess. He's just <laughs> learning the hard way. <laughs> yes. So uh, he, she asks, he asks if she's busy on Saturday, and she says yes, and he's like, well, you got to cancel it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> More importantly, me. <laughs> yes. Because tell us why she has to cancel it. What's so important? Why it's this big bash that apparently his parents throw every year uh, in their country club. Yes, the mm. enormous annual blowout bash. So it's going to be real fancy and real big. And he has to have her by his side, mm. he claims. So she's heard of this party because apparently that's one thing that's penetrated. She's actually heard of this thing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's reluctantly flattered at the thought of being his date. Mm. And so she says no, but like she's really tempted to go. So cut to Sweet Valley High at lunchtime. And Jess, the psychopath, <laughs> says she thinks that the best big sister should get an award. I love it. Just like, just so not in the spirit of it whatsoever. No, <laughs> not at all. She just loves a title or a crown or some bullshit like that, doesn't she? Very, this is very true. Yeah. So uh, Cara points out that is not the point, but Jess is like, well, you know, I've seen mine two whole times. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Jessica, on doing the bare minimum. (laughs) And hilariously, Lila is like, oh, yeah. This, by the way, this is the only appearance of Lila. Yeah, disappointingly. Mm. And she's like, oh, yeah, I bet you took her to the beach and then the mall. Uh, and Jess is like, well, yes, as a matter of fact, we are going to the mall later so I can buy a dress. <laughs> She'll love it. <laughs> and Amy, I mean, I hate Amy, but this is quite good. She's like, oh, yeah, I bet you're going to have her like just fetching and carrying for you and getting you like being your Accurate. shopping assistant. Yeah. Um, so uh, apparently then after this, uh, Jessica and Alison are going to bake cookies with Liz and her little sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jess asks her pals about their party frocks. Like, is this a formal, you know, black tie affair? And Amy admits she's annoyed with Bruce because he hasn't confirmed that they're going together yet. Like, Amy is so delusional about Bruce, it's disturbing. It's weird because like, hasn't... Okay, I'm, I can't, I'm trying to remember now, but like in, in books before this, when he was with that Danielle girl, wasn't he? Or like yes, like since Regina died, he's been with several been other people. Other girls on the scene, but like Amy's kind yeah. of acting like they're still together. It's like, yeah. and he says that when she see when he sees her in her new dress, he'll be quote out of his mind with love. Okay, really get a grip, Amy. <laughs> I mean, she's she's genuinely deluded, and actually, it's kind of brilliant because when she she leaves, and then the others are delighted to hear that Bruce might be going out with Kristen. The rumors around, yeah, like AJ has heard that Bruce has asked Kristen, oh and uh, imagine if all your friends are like chortling away because they know that the person you think is your date is going with somebody else. Like they hate her. They really do because they yeah they wait till she's gone and they're like oh my god I can't wait to see what happens and it's like that <laughs> truly is not the act of a friend like whatsoever. I'd have to say that Lila and Jess would not do that to each other unless they were feuding at the time. True. I don't think they'd do it. Yeah yeah unless they were fighting over that one boy. <laughs> mm, it was exactly yes. So uh of course another fucking tennis oh, match. <laughs> it's going very badly and mid-match Kristen tells Dari that look you know I guess I'm just trying to do my best and Dari's like well you know when you're a pro doing your best is just the baseline you gotta yeah then the worst starts it. it's like oh fuck alright <laughs> Kristen <laughs> And Kristen knows that this is good talk from a coach she doesn't want the co- you know a coach and just be going yeah you're grand but at the same time at the moment she just wants a hug yeah 
and um, she manages to win the match, but it's not not a triumph. It's a slog. Uh, like, yeah, she knows she's not playing well, and she's kind of frustrated with herself that her head isn't in the game. Yeah, and when Dory tries to talk tactics, Kristen lashes out. It's like, oh, you and Daddy care about his tennis. Just for once, can't you love and support me regardless of whether or not I win? And then she runs away crying, as is tradition. Hey, somebody has to. Uh, I know it's actually <laughs> say yay. <laughs> Cut to the Spanish-style kitchen. Fantastic. And uh, rightly, Kim Edgar's, uh, Liz's little sister, is wowed by the radiance of Alice's beautiful creation. Her talented interior design eye, just so good, so impressive. Oh my God, she's thrilled. E- even a child can see that it's uh, Alice's this is, genius. This is an elite kitchen, yes. Mm. <laughs> so they're having a baking contest with Jess and her, uh, her little sister, Alison, and the losers have to clean up the kitchen. And Jess, the fool, says that the recipe is too complicated and suggests taking loads of shortcuts because that's how baking works. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, I think the, the main objective is to bake the most cookies. Uh, so yeah, whoever bakes the most cookies, the fastest and the best is the winner. So yeah, you have to make the most, but they also have to taste like cookies. <laughs> yes, you, you would think don't leave out all the brown sugar, which is what she does. <laughs> so uh, like, and add the chocolate chips. Oh, Jesus. So uh, they, they um, while Jess makes the most cookies, of course, Alice has to judge them. And when it comes to taste... Liz wins. Yes. And then Liz teaches her minion her doormatty ways by saying, Do you think we should help them to clear up? It's like, No, fuck that. No. They cheated and they, and they last. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> um, there is quite a good part where uh, Jess says, Look, maybe I will help you if you eat one of your cookies. And Jess got all nonchalant and says, Oh, I would, but I just happen not to be very hungry. <laughs> Which I quite liked. Yeah, like it's a very wholesome scene. It doesn't really serve any kind of plot movement or anything like that. But no. it's like a cute scene with them baking cookies. It's like, all right. Fine. Yes. <laughs> it's actually, I mean, there's so few Wakefield scenes in very this book. Few. This is it's like they realised at the end that they had, had the twins were arguing it at all. So it's like, quick, grow our in some fucking cookie bacon or something. <laughs> I never thought I'd miss them. But I have to say the rest of the book was so boring that I did. Yeah, so much tennis. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh God, I know there's more tennis angst because at Kristen's house that night, Dory is there for dinner. Right. The adults try to be reassuring about, you know, you're just under pressure, but it's just not helping. And when Kristen says she wants a normal life, Mr. Thompson um, says, oh, is this about this Bruce chap? Like you can't throw everything away for a boy. And it's actually a realistic scene because the adults are keep telling her, we don't want to put any pressure on you. Yeah. And uh, Kristen says, well, I need to be the one putting pressure or not on myself. Like, this has to be coming from me. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite good characterisation. It's just not massively interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't really care that much. <laughs> Can we move it along? <laughs> um, yeah, I just want some plot. Like, over the lockdown, I got obsessed with these Spanish period melodramas Ooh. that are on Netflix. Well, I was into them beforehand, but I, let's just say I got very into... Gran Hotel, okay. which I strongly, strongly recommend for anybody who likes outrageous shenanigans. Make sure you don't have the dubbed version on, but it's basically if you want something where there's multiple like secret babies and people coming back from the dead, oh, okay. supposedly believed dead who aren't really dead, nice. and doubles and people being secretly married oh, and fake identities. Days of our lives just, kind of stuff, yeah. Yes, except... <laughs> In a Spanish hotel in 1905 with amazing costumes and nice. a sweeping romance. 
it had so many plot turns that oh yeah there's a serial killer at some stage I almost forgot that sure um, why not and uh, it's it just reminded me just that's what I want I want plots that are so insane yeah. that I clap my hands with joy because they've pulled some other batshit thing out of the bag and uh, yeah this tennis book is not that <laughs> It is not good again. My standards have been raised for ridiculous stories Uh over the lockdown. (laughs) Everybody's going to have to try a lot harder Mm. than this. Because otherwise I'll be going back to Julio and Delicia. (laughs) El Gran Hotel in Cantaloa. You can see why. I I think he's very Spanish, yes. That's why others take uh, take up of the lockdown. Um, so yeah, uh, back to the boring mundanity of Sweet Valley. Um, Dar- you know, Dari is being really nice and saying, "Look, we we thought that you wanted this support and encouragement." And she's like, "I can make my own decisions." Mm-hmm. And Mr. Th- Thompson is upset, and Kristen is sad, and it's just miserable all around. And it's not much more uh, happy at the country club. Oh Jesus. Yeah, that's it, yeah, because she, yeah, was it that her dad said that she should try and relax, so she kind of takes that as I'm going to the party. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it was not worth it. Um, no, like it's real fancy, obviously, in the clubhouse. It's snowy linen tablecloths, flowers everywhere, mm. whatever. But uh, as well, I suppose she didn't realize it was going to be as formal as it is. So yeah, in like a sundress, a sundress like a flowery sundress. But I suppose everybody else is basically dressed for prom, like, and she's yeah. not so much. Yeah. And also, Bruce said he'd see her there. And then when she finally sees him, he's like, he's about to introduce her to his parents when Amy turns like up. And Amy swans up and like throws her arm through his, and then he just ignores her. And it's like, oh, this is just so rude. And it's oh, so awkward because it Amy's like got her arm through Bruce's, and yeah. Krista's just like, I guess I just back away then. <laughs> She's basically at home or going into the bushes, like yeah. <laughs> Bruce and Amy disappearing away. <laughs> so she goes to the bar and chats with Winston, who's being nice and friendly, and he makes a crack about Bruce's ego. And Kristen finally realizes that Bruce has a reputation for being a dick. Come on, girl. Like, oh. How did it take this long? Yeah. But she realizes that Bruce wants to have his cake. And eat it too, mm. because he he dances with her once, and he's like, oh, "I'm so glad you're here." But then he's off with all those other ladies, and yes. she's like, "Oh, he just likes knowing that he can have me." Yes, she's basically she's finally wise to his ways, which good for her. Yeah, and so she leaves, and she thinks, "If this is what it meant to be normal, Kristen didn't want any part of it." I mean, it's normal to be funny, so yeah. good. <laughs> you're better off on the tennis court, girls. Just like that. <laughs> but sadly this determination doesn't stand her in good stead the next day because after a terrible sleepless night, she has her match and she loses. Oh man, she chokes completely. Yeah, so she's playing uh, Sharon Owens. So apparently like, mm. this is the match that she needs to win to get on this all-star mm. team with this guy, Nick Wiley, as the coach. He's there. And he's there, yeah, and watching. So it's just, it's all pressure on top of pressure as well as the whole restless night the night before. And yeah, mm. it's, uh, it does not go her way. And he's all like, you can try next year. Um, but it's just it's tragic scenes and obviously dinner at home that evening is just really silent and they're not nobody's saying oh, anything it's so awkward terrible and she just feels like a failure and uh, she go, runs off um, uh, to her room and then Dari comes in and Kristen says like, I don't blame you you're feeling ashamed of me and Dari is horrified that Kristen could even think this 
And Chrissy is super dramatic. Like she says of her mother, I'm glad she didn't have to live to see what a failure I've become. Oh, for sake, you're 16. Oh no, Krista. <laughs> and Dari is pretty much like, what the fuck? Oh God. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I suppose, yeah, Dari, Dari does kind of reassure her though, because she kind of, yeah, fills her in on, on the fact that, uh, her mother's plan after Wimbledon, after she was going to win Wimbledon, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Uh, she, was, she was going to go out in the high. Yeah, basically. but she was going to quit after that to just come back and have a normal life and spend time with her family rather than, you know, every single day and night on the tennis court. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, though, I mean, look at Serena Williams. I mean, today we have tennis players who are mothers who are killing it on and off the court. Absolutely, yes. But I guess it was a different time. Different time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, Dari says that being a winner doesn't depend on one match it's an attitude and Kristen is a winner and then they both cry Aww. and admit they miss her mother though I don't think you're missing her that much Dari <laughs> you know what I mean and I think you do not enough to jump into her side of the bed <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so um, next the next day her, her dad has been really nice, but she's all kind of subdu- subdued. And then she meets Bruce. <laughs> and, oh my God, this scene is kind of amazing. Bruce steps in front of her and making, and I quote, little tsk tsk motions with his finger. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute, he scolded her with a knowing little smile. Just where do you think you're going? Aren't you even going to explain what you ran up to on Sunday night? I felt like a total jerk. I was just about to dance with you when, and Kristen just interrupted and was like, look, I'm busy. Um, goodbye. <laughs> and he's on the cocksure way he was grinning at her right now made her angry oh my god and she thinks I sure hope next time if there is a next time I show a little bit little bit better taste good for you Kristen fantastic I know and then Bruce, Bruce puts a restraining hand Hold on her arm son of a bitch yeah she started to push past Bruce but he put a restraining hand on her arm you're not going to walk off without an explanation are you he demanded hotly it's like oh get oh. the fuck away from her these boys laying hands on girls I'm like I'm about to throw some fucking hands right now boy <laughs> <laughs> I swear so she basically just tells him like seriously Bruce fuck off yeah and uh, thinks it's strangely satisfying. Damn right it is. Yeah, good for you. And she realizes, yeah, she's you know she's learned a lesson and she's had a professional setback, but it's not the end of the world, and she can make a comeback. And the only thing she's worried about is that Emily will be disappointed in her. Um, so she goes to meet Emily after school, and when she does, she finds that Emily is all upset. Because oh. she didn't get in to telescope. Yeah, and she was really kind of scared to tell Kristen about it because she oh. thought she wouldn't like her anymore, that she didn't make it, so... Uh, Kristen kind of suddenly gets a bit of perspective in this mm. really subtle scene. Mm, very subtle. <laughs> Could it be a bit like her and Dory and her dad? Maybe. Oh. But yeah, she, uh, she reassures Emily that, like, of course, I still like you and I still want to hang out with you. Like, you know, you can just work on it together and you can get in next yes. year. And it's all fine. Yeah. Yeah. So she has a big revelation yeah. and she realizes she used to, you know, confuse love and success and pressure. But now she sort of knows she's able to separate things in her, in her mind yeah. and she can. Learn how to live with doubts. And now, it's here. The moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> it's been months. Oh my God. It's been many books. Finally. <laughs> it's been, it feels like a century ago, but he's back. <laughs> it's him. It's 
Mr. Mr. Collins! Oh! Oh, he's back! He's on stage once more! He's so thrilled. It's so good. <laughs> and he's got an announcement! Oh. Except it was quite confusing to me because he asks if they know the Samaritans. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, obviously. But he does not mean the organization that you ring yeah. when you're in distress. Uh-huh. Um, it's some like local business group. It sounds like the but, Lions Club that you'd have here, do you know? Yes, or like the Rotary yes. Club or something. Yeah. Mm. They do sort of charitable things and they have social meetings and stuff. And they're sponsoring an essay competition. <laughs> and the title is, tell us what the title is. The topic is Sweet Valley in the year 2000. <laughs> oh, of course it fucking is. It's the only oh. topic worth writing about. <laughs> But the prize is quite spectacular. <laughs> Can you tell us what it is? So the first prize winner will receive a $100 gift certificate at Lockton's, the uh, bookstore downtown. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a that's good prize. Nice. As well as a medal but of honour. Love a medal yeah, of honour. Also, fine. However, yeah. the winner will also be crowned king or queen <laughs> of the Citizens Day Ball a month from Friday. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> the fucking what? <laughs> Why? Why does it need a king or a queen? What is Citizens Day? <laughs> Why is it like an essay writing competition winner? Oh my god, it's so mad. Well, that's your standard uh, prize for an essay writing competition. Like a title and a crown. That's a ball. Sure. So uh, AJ fancies the idea of being king of the Sisters of the State Ball, which seems kind of out of character. A little bit. Actually, yeah, because he's he's very understated. I don't like girls who like attention. Whatever yeah. bullshit. <laughs> now, now I want to be like king of the ball. I want to be the king. Where's my crown? <laughs> um. Um, so on the way, Kristen leaves class. Mr. Collins tells Kristen he's looking forward to her essay. Why? Um, and she remembers, of course, that her essay is all about the American dream involving sacrifices, blah, blah, blah. And she brought in her personal experiences into her essay. It's like, who cares? Oh, whatever. Yeah. And in the corridor, Liz tells her that she needed her organising an ice cream party for the little sisters and big sisters. So much ice cream. cream. You're right. Yeah. So much ice cream. (laughs) And Kristen is about to say, oh, I've practised. But then it's like, no, I can do both. And Kristen thanks Liz for getting her involved. And Liz is her usual patronising self. (laughs) She actually pats Kristen on the arm. I've just noticed. (laughs) (laughs) She's so funny. (laughs) Her eyes are very bright. I have may have been the one to invite you to participate, Kristen, but you were the one who agreed to do it. I can only imagine what kind of impact you're having on her. And she does the arm pass. So funny. It takes an awfully big heart to be able to give freely when you're as busy as you are. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> uh, so Kristen is all confident and she feels in control for the first time. And then that night, she gets a phone call. <laughs> Who can it be? Oh, God. Where's well, Nick Wiley? <gasps> what? He's got news. Old star coachman. And uh, yeah. yeah, coincidentally, it turns mm. out Sharon Owens, who uh, oh, yes. uh, won the tennis match and is now on the all star team, uh, pro whatever, uh, had yeah. sprained her ankle in like the second match that she played. Uh, <gasps> somebody showgirls her for sure. Like, there oh my God. Yeah. on that tennis court. Mm-hmm. Shenanigans aplenty. Very much so. Yes. But uh, um, yeah, basically so we, she can't play now, so they need someone to fill in for her. And also, once Sharon is healed, then Kristen could be a permanent alternate and she'll automatically get the next spot. Mm-hmm. Like she won't have to 
try out again. Um, so uh, the only problem is, is that the next game is just in a few days and somebody called Rachel Rose mm-hmm. and Kristen agrees to do it. So uh, on Friday, Liz and Edith are planning their ice cream party and Kristen rings Emily to tell her and who tells her about, Emily tells her about Kristen getting onto the the pro thing. Yeah, this is really convoluted. It's like, oh yeah, it's Enid rings Emily to invite her. She's inviting this nine-year-old. I was like, would you not bring her dad? But anyway, no. Um, no. So she's inviting Emily to the ice cream party and then Emily tells her that, they, you know, she doesn't know if Kristen will make it because she has the tournament thing. Because mm. now on the old star pro team. Yes. Thing. And Liz is like, oh my God, she's in that big tournament. Well, then we are, which also happens to be in Sweet Valley for some reason, oh, of course, the home yeah. pro tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liz is like, we have to organize a big support group, which is, of course, necessary at all events. That's how you win, Anna. I know. I know. <laughs> true i have learned i've learned my lesson so it turns around that chris that bruce has been going around saying that chris doesn't have the spirit of a real chap as if he knows <laughs> he's such a little bitch oh he really is so it's match time and the stands are packed and uh, Kristen radiates confidence, especially when she sees all the sweet body high gang including bruce yeah i don't, know, actually spur- I, I don't know why he's there to be honest i think he's trying to sort of like you know get their coattails right. like get some some glory sweep in and be like hey babe yeah <laughs> <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> so uh and that's first around even more she wants to show him which is uh satisfying yeah I, I, um, I enjoy people being motivated by spite i have to say oh god me too <laughs> so of course she wins and rachel the her opponent says she deserves it because she's just so great and Kristen hugs emily and she's just really happy and at dinner later her dad says look if she quit tennis that day he wouldn't care he just wants her to be content happy, yeah. and then he's like he's i've got a bit of news she's like is it that you and dari are <laughs> boning because obviously <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yes it's it's all brand new like i've been doing it for like at least 10 years Seriously. hopefully not longer than that um so she's delighted for him and she raises a toast to love Hooray. finding out it matters more than anything else ever so at school on Monday, Bruce hurries up and tells her how great she was in the court. And now she's back on top. He wants to ask her out again. This <laughs> fucking guy, he's so funny. He's shameless. Yeah, completely. And uh, he sa- she says she has to just make time for special friends these days. She's so busy. So it's a no, because he doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. He's stricken. It's like, good, about time. Yeah. And she's like, maybe we should start taking these more seriously, Bruce. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might be a nice change. Yeah, to him. Put him back in his box. Mm. And that's it for Kristen. Hopefully forever. No, that's quite boring. <laughs> she loves playing tennis internationally now and we'll never hear from her again. Fingers crossed. Most no offense, Kristen, but you're quite boring. But really, come on. Mm. <laughs> so uh, it's ice cream party time at the gym. And Mr. Collins is there. Oh, I guess he is the... I know, my first reaction was like, why is he here? This isn't a school thing. But I was like, no, he did actually help organise it. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And of course he's there serving healthy portions. Like, fuck's sake. It's an ice cream party. Like, come on. Get the fuck out of here. Healthy portions. Oh. I mean, none of it's healthy no. in a version of It's like, just let kids have some ice cream. <laughs> so when Jessica says, he, she overhears Alison say, it must have been fun to for Emily to see Kristen play in the tournament. She's all competitive. And it's like, well, we had fun. Didn't we have fun at the beach and the mall? <laughs> <laughs> and then she tells AJ, like, that child is so ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> So AJ tells her, um, 
that uh, he's working on his essay mm. and asks her, will she have a look at it? Jessica wonders that if, uh, if he becomes king, would she be queen? I mean, it stands to reason. I know. They can't have a king with no queen, she says. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, I guess the king gets to pick, piss, pick, piss, pick the queen. <laughs> and vice yeah. uh, You know, that is like, anyone I know interested in being queen? And she's like, oh, I wouldn't mind. And then we're told that <laughs> the truth was, just then, Jessica was feeling that she could use a little extra fuss and attention. It had been a long time since she had been at the centre of things. Oh my and God. being queen on the Citizens' Day ball sounded like just the way to do it. Brilliant. I mean... Crazy bitch. She is fucking nuts. <laughs> Truly. I'm genuinely baffled. <laughs> so can you read us out, please? I sure can. And by the way, the next title is phenomenal. Okay. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> just... Word of warning. Will Jessica get to be the queen of the Citizens' Day Ball? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 54. Two Boy yes. Weekend! Yes! Yes, yes, yes! I am excited for that one. Oh my God, there's no way it could be as boring as it this. It has to deliver. It just has to. So, after that shit fest, can you give us some stats and outfits, please? Okay. Uh, right. Well, the blondness got three mentions. But like, mm. that much, you know? Yeah, that's true. And the big green eyes only got two mentions. But you know, it's, <gasps> like, it's okay. We're, we're easing back into it. We don't yes. want to overwhelm the blondness and eyes the color of Pacific Ocean right away. <laughs> we'll get true, there. True, be okay with true. True. Build up. Good point. <laughs> um, the outfits, there's not a huge amount. It's mostly Amy, to be honest, because uh, Kristen just wears like sweatpants and baggy t shirts and something like whatever. Mm, um, yeah. So uh, when Amy's talking about, dress shopping for the ball thing she wants to buy a filmy peach colored dress uh, for mm. the party which sounds lovely uh, then she mm. turns up at the party wearing her spectacular new dress with a gorgeous hand crocheted shawl around her bare shoulders and it's like okay Peg go off I guess <laughs> so sexy I love it but uh, and then the girls at the party in general are all wearing filmy diaphanous dresses so Mm. seems to be the uh, order of the day for dress wise but that's pretty much it that's it yeah. that's it for outfits mm. oh, slim pickings sure is yeah well listeners if uh, uh, if you have any thoughts on tennis and sweet valley or indeed anything else we have very much enjoyed hearing from you over the course of the lockdown oh, yes, we very you. much appreciate it thank you and for we, emails and tweets and for hanging in there with us because we just took so long to come back i know i know it's been a while yeah. i i, I want to give a special shout out to somebody who just tweeted just the other day i'm going to try and bring it up here on the old because uh, we're doing this via zoom <laughs> so we apologize for any weird sound issues etc um where is it yes somebody sent us <laughs> An amazing image. Said uh, it was Jessica Taylor. Said us a picture of a manta ray. Saying this is what I picture when I whenever I hear flat face Lila, that I giggle forever. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and we did uh, we did already that so you'll be able to see the beautiful image. You can imagine oh. that 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 flat faced creature jetting down in the in the triumph, swanning around Sweet Valley. Oh, uh, so good. <laughs> A beautiful, beautiful sight. I think we can all agree. Surely. Uh, but um, 
yeah, that was it for our, for our comeback. <laughs> and as ever, if you have any questions and comments, you can uh, tweet us at, at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are proud members of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, who have been also very patient with us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to go uh, for us to, uh, they're, they're still here for us now we've returned. Um, so we will be back soon, hopefully in two weeks, if this sound recording works. <laughs> when we find out what happens when Jessica embarks on a two-boy weekend. weekend. The mind fucking real. Oh my God, I can't wait. So we will. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. When it comes to understanding political issues, I am a self-confessed toddler. That's why I've enlisted the help of Steve, my politically savvy drinking buddy, to help me better understand politics. Every couple of weeks, we get together and record on topics like what is the politics of language, what is Watergate, how the internet is killing democracy. We take these big issues and we break them down into silly little comedic bite-sized bits. If you like the sound of that, then search for What Am Politics in your podcast app of choice or find us here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.